0: Have you ever wanted to dive deeper into the philosophies behind modern day politics? Then don't miss the newest episode of Meet the Experts, where I talk with the creators of the Giants of Political Thought audio series. Available now, wherever you get your Howie Carr Show podcasts.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. We so gotta bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice grace Curley. you can read grace's work in the boston herald and the spectator especially grace grace stand up here's the millennial with the mic grace Curley.
2: hello everyone and welcome back to the grace Curley show uh, we have a lot of people on the lines who want to discuss a variety of things from jim biden to commander to donald trump We will get to all of your calls, but there was just a few stories that I wanted to kick off this second hour with. And um, the first one is very concerning when it comes to Donald Trump. Remember, there was that great post on social media after Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade testified in that disastrous uh, disqualification hearing. And somebody, I wish I could give credit, wrote, this is This is like a parody of what Republicans were afraid this hearing would be. Like, in other words, it's so outrageously slanted and corrupt and beyond repair that it's comical. And I booked lots of cabins. That is the God's honest truth. I mean, to look at that hearing and think that any of that was on the level, you'd have to be lobotomized. And. It gets even worse because I have an update for you. This is from Breitbart. It says Fulton County Superior Judge Scott McAfee, who is presiding over the Trump election interference case, donated to county prosecutor Fannie Willis. Financial disclosure show. The judge donated one hundred and fifty dollars to Willis in June 2020 while working for the Justice Department. Now this was a legal analyst who was talking to The Daily Caller. His name is Philip Holloway. And he said the donation itself is more or less a token amount and was made prior to his becoming judge. But failure to disclose to the defendants a political donation to the prosecutor can be seen as a present appearance of a conflict of interest. I'm just here to tell you, Jared, that if someone was prosecuting me, someone like Fannie Willis, okay, and she was becoming a megastar because of it, and then it came out that, there was conflicts of interest that were present, including going on cruises with her lover, going to cabins together, drinking wine, sometimes Grey Goose, uh, caviar, tattoo parlors, trips to Belize. If that all came to fruition, that all came out, bubbled to the surface. And I start feeling like, OK, good, I'm, I'm going to be vindicated here. It's obvious this is a witch hunt. It's obvious this is not fair that the justice system is being weaponized against me. And then the judge they put on there to oversee it had at one point donated to said cruise-goer. I'm here to tell you right now I would not care if it was $150. I wouldn't care if it was $5. I wouldn't care if it was a nickel. I would not want any donations taking place.
0: Failure to disclose really seems like it's a disease going around with Fulton <laughs> County. Uh, Department of Justice, FTJ
2: Yeah, failure yeah. to disclose. You're right. Previously, McAfee worked for Willis in the Fulton County District Attorney's office before she won the election in 2020, the New York Times reported in August. Like, I know that there's always going to be conflicts of interest. Like Jared said, all of these things are widespread. And, and there doesn't seem to be any avoiding it at this point. But is it so much to ask to say, I don't want the judge overseeing... The case of the prosecutor who's trying to claim that I interfered in an election, I don't want him to have donated to her at any point. Forget 2020. You could tell me it was 2004, and I would say, isn't there somebody else? Is there a judge available who, I don't know, didn't donate $150 to her at any point in his life or her life?
0: I mean, especially when there's clamoring for Supreme Court justice to be removed because his wife sent a text message to someone at some point. Oh, yeah. they. I I mean, can we can we look at the scale here and just kind of see which one is heavier?
2: Well, if something is going to negatively impact a Republican, nobody can connect the dots. And and you know what you hear about a lot in cases like this? It's like, oh, this is standard stuff. This is this happens all the time. Yeah, he used to work for her. Yeah, that that's just what happens. Like this is uh you know, it's just part of the deal. But as Jared said, if it goes the other way, it's like, oh, they connect those dots pretty damn quick. They don't want any and, and I love this whole thing of an appearance an appearance of a conflict of interest. It reminds me of when they write about Joe Biden. It appears as though he forgot the name of Hamas. It appears as though he fell down the stairs. Are we at the point now where we all can't see and hear the same things? I mean, I understand we are to a certain degree. But if a man falls down the stairs, he falls down the stairs. Right? But I'm sure this is just nothing to worry about. The judge that is presiding over the Trump election interference case donated to Fannie Willis. So just something. I don't know if he. Remember going- when
0: the Attorney General of the United States had to recuse himself from hearing a, like basically an espionage case because he talked to a Russian in a shrimp line at a buffet? Does anybody remember that scandal? Jared, you're out here trying to point out double standards, I'm the worst. and it's like you're just, I'm just killing. The, you're seizing. killing
2: the vibe, man. No, but you're right. You know what I'm curious? So about? many
0: tattoo parlors and Belize I'd be kicked out of right now.
2: So many tattoo parlors in Belize, so little time. Nary a
0: cabin to be had for me.
2: What do you think Belize's motto is? Like, you know that Las Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Do you think they have one of those? Like, what you get tatted in Belize stays in Belize, except it's going to come with you. It's, it's, It's a tattoo. I don't know. I'm just, I'm spitballing. I need more time, okay? Here's my question, though. It says, the judge donated $150 to Willis in June 2020. Do you think at that point in June of 2020... Um do you think she was requesting these things in cash? Like donations. I, like if you went to one of her fundraisers, was it is it like cash is what what do they always say at a restaurant? Like we prefer cash.
0: Yeah, cash only or cash preferred.
2: I don't think um, she would go as far as say cash only because you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to have it so that people just don't want to donate at all. Maybe like travelers checks would be accepted, regular checks But I definitely are
0: transfers
2: at some point there had to be some sort of sign like if possible and you could give cash that is preferred above all
0: else. Worst case scenario, make out a check to totally not my boyfriend over there.
2: Or or as Nikki Haley might say, none of the above circling none of the above as an option. Eight, four, four, five hundred forty two, forty two. I did. I had to tell you guys that because if this Fulton County Trump case if this doesn't go by the wayside, I am really, and trust me, I've lost a lot of hope after what I'm reading about Tish James. Did you see the latest? Tish James is now saying if he doesn't sell something and come up with this $400 yeah. million, she's going to seize his property and basically put it to like a fire sale. Talk about... They're proud at this point. The Democrats are proud of how Stalinistic they sound. And keep in mind, these are the same people who ranted and raved for four years while everything was relatively stable about how the president, President Donald Trump, was a dictator, was an authoritarian. And now show me the man, I'll show you the crime is basically what they have tattooed on their ankles from a Belize tattoo parlor. Like they're obsessed with this idea of, oh, we are going to make this man suffer because we don't like his politics we're going to ruin him and here's the mistake they're making as much joy as it brings them in their twisted hearts like as much joy as it brings every joy behar out there the level of sadness and anger that it makes regular americans feel the people who haven't completely lost their minds that's what's gonna boomerang that's that's what they're gonna pay for When people come out and vote. And that was one of the best lines from Trump's town hall with Laura Ingram where she asked about revenge. Because this is a new theme going, Trump is going to seek revenge, seek revenge. Oh, like he did the first time? If that was Trump seeking revenge the first time around by hiring all these uh, beltway hacks, he wasn't very good at that. He didn't show a lot of revenge seeking in his first term. But they want to scare people and, and they don't have a lot left. So they keep going... Oh, Trump's going to seek revenge if he gets into office. And Laura Ingram asked him about that. Like, oh, are you going to seek revenge? He said, no, I'm just going to have success. And it's the best revenge is living well. And as George Costanza said, well, that's not an option anymore. But for Trump, it is. Like, he still has a shot at this. And so, no, don't worry about the revenge. And by the way, I just want to point out one other thing here. That is one of my favorite George Costanza quotes, too. Jerry says, the best revenge is living well. And he says... Something along the lines of, well, that's out of the question. <laughs> he's like in a full sweatsuit at a at a diner. It's just beautiful. But the other part of this I wanted to point out, and we're going to get to this story is there's all these quotes that Biden gave at this fundraiser in San Francisco, and he's railing against Putin and, and he's doing what he does. you know. Actually, one of Putin's advisors or spokesmen described his comments as um, trying to sound like a Hollywood cowboy. And I think that's a perfect way to describe Biden. Like, he's the worst president. He's weakest can be. But when he gets into a spot where he feels like he can be tough or pretend to be tough, he starts cosplaying as a Hollywood cowboy. And something I noticed is he they love to talk about Trump and how if he gets in, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And the thing that's so different about this from the last time is that now people have four years of Trump and they also have four years of Biden. And so it's going to be a lot harder to convince people who have seen the craziness of the last four years, including the fact that, by the way, food right now is the most expensive it's been since the Gulf War. We've got a president who is, you know, referring to dead people around the clock. So it's going to be hard to convince people that if they vote for Trump, things are going to get even crazier. It's like, why? Why is that? They, they've been pretty nutty the last four years, as far as I can tell. We'll talk about that. I'll read you these quotes. Biden called Putin a crazy SOB. His spokesman said that uh, he the president is trying to sound like a Hollywood cowboy. I really like that. I like that expression. Um, we'll come back to that when we return and we'll take your calls as well. You know, Jared, the Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale is here, but it's going to be gone before you know it. So I want everybody to get on this while it's still available. You can get 50% off site-wide and save on mouth-watering favorites. Go to omahasteaks.com grace and shop the semi-annual sale where you can load up on all delicious flavors you crave at half the price. From their tender, juicy butcher's cut filet mignons, mouth-watering pure-ground burgers, comfort classics, and easy-to-prepare meals that are perfect for those busy weeknight nights or weekday nights. Plus, as an added bonus, you'll get eight free Omaha Steak burgers on select packages when you shop at omahasteaks.com slash grace. I had Emma on a few days ago, and she made a really good point. She said, it's also just great for families where everyone, and I notice this nowadays, everyone has different tastes, you know, and it's not like the old days where everybody had the same thing. Sometimes somebody wants a burger, somebody somebody wants a steak, somebody wants a piece of fish, and, you know, you want to accommodate. You want to have everybody have a nice dinner. And Emma said the great thing about Omaha Steaks is everything's individually wrapped, so you don't have to open up the pork chops and have pork chops that night and the day after. You can everyone can have what they want when they want it and it really does make it very convenient Jared
0: yeah and it's always better when you can have what you want and it's quality and that's what Omaha steaks is it's quality I've I mentioned I'm really on a, on a chicken kick with them because it tastes like chicken should taste like you haven't tasted chicken until you've had the Omaha steaks chicken and it, it is a completely it's a different world. Uh, once you do that. So I recommend the chicken definitely. I also recommend the beef franks. I love those. The steaks, that's what they're famous for. You're not going to find a better steak. They say that because it's accurate. Definitely get there. You can go through. They have so many options. They really do. You can go through, you can get a, a, a pre-curated box. You can do your own thing. And all of it is 50% off, but it doesn't just end there. It gets better.
2: Yeah, you can visit OmahaStakes.com slash Grace and get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers with select packages when you shop this unbelievable sale. Hurry, because this deal won't last long. That's omahastakescom slash Grace. We're getting recommendations for Belize's motto. Unbelievable is one. I like it. That's good. That's good. I think we can do better. Another person said, I thought the dog was sent to a farm earlier. That was the, the, you know what, 484, keep up. You should be ashamed of yourself. One of the dogs was sent to a farm. The other dog they kept around because he was the good dog. Turns out the good dog was also biting 24 people. So the good dog is no longer the good dog. He's also being sent to the farm. I hope it's the same farm as the other dog. So at least they can reunite as they, you know, talk about how, how did we get here? And how do we get out? We'll be right back with more. This is the Grace Curley Show.
1: You're listening to The Grace Curly Show. This is The Grace Curly Show.
2: Is this a new bumper?
0: It's been in for a couple of weeks.
2: Maybe everything just feels new because I was sick for a day and now everything's... But yeah, we we do have
0: some uh, new updated bumpers that are working their way into the mix.
2: Well, yeah, and I'm not going to stop dancing. So for everyone who keeps tweeting and writing in the rumble cam that you hate it, well, you're just going to have to get used to it. Okay, it's your reality now. Um, I'm sure that's what it sounded like when the White House was talking to Commander this morning. Actually, really sad, though. I know I'm joking about it, but these poor dogs, like they never stood a chance. You throw these German Shepherds into the White House. They clearly weren't trained. Uh, they clearly were put in a situation where they were startled and nervous and they just started biting everybody. And the Bidens, rather than address it, Jared, they could have made a whole thing ab- about this. They, You know what? If I was a PR person for the White House, I would say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring in that guy. What's his name? Cesar. Who is-
0: Cesar Milan. Is he dog the dog whisperer?
2: Whisper? We're going to bring him in. We're going to do a whole campaign about it. People would eat that up. And we're going to get these dogs on the right track. Instead, like everything else in the Biden White House, they push it aside, push it aside, push it under the rug. Don't address it. Don't address it until one bite goes too far and they get to send this dog to their family members. I'm using quotes here. A.K.A. they got to send it to the farm. And I don't like that. Jeff, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Jeff.
3: Hi, Grace. How are you?
2: I'm good. What's going on?
3: Okay. Um. I'll just say something about the German Shepherds. Uh, first off, they're, they're the wrong type of dog for him to have. He should have like a a Golden Retriever or a Lab, something like that. They're they're not as um, jealous of their family, you know. Uh, don't want they don't want people they don't know coming anywhere near them. Anyways, that being said, um, I I think you should have like this game. Um, who's gonna be what like? Tim Scott is my idea of who should be the vice president so that um, we show black people that we really want them in the Republican Party. The next one would be chief of staff. That should be Ramaswamy because he's smart. He, he can he can see through people. Um, here's one you're going <laughs> to you might not like, but I think you will. Defense Department, Tulsi Gabbard.
2: I don't mind Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, Jeff, I'm I'm liking all these picks so far. I mean, I really have to think, especially if you're doing Defense Department, I'd have to really look at Tulsi Gabbard. I mean, I know she has. I was listening a little bit yesterday and a guy called up and was talking to Howie about that and wanted, I think he wanted Tulsi for VP and Howie brought up her previous support of Bernie Sanders and how, you know, she might have to... I I don't blame people for switching sides or changing their political beliefs. I, and I also don't blame Republicans for being skeptical of those people and, and wanting them to have to prove for a few years sometimes that this isn't just a sudden epiphany that they're going to go back to or they're going to become a flip-flopper. But no, as far as Tulsi Gabbard goes, I really appreciated the way she handled herself in the Democratic debates. Keep in mind, she was in the Democratic debates. I think that's something we should keep in mind. But I I liked how she handled herself. I like how she... Uh, she held Kamala Harris's feet to the fire. She kind of wiped the floor with her. And no, she was great. She was tough. She's obviously very pretty as well. Um, I don't think that ever hurts for a, a political candidate to be attractive. Um, and she's very smart. She's got a good thing going with Tucker right now. But I like this game of who. Wh- where would you put certain people? And the good thing is right now in the Republican Party, and maybe I'll get roasted for this. Maybe people would disagree. But I think there's a lot of smart people in the Republican Party who aren't afraid to make waves. I have a couple that just came to my mind right off the bat. Josh Hawley's a great one. And again, like you have senators who you think, well, maybe you don't want to you don't want to shake that up and lose them as senators, but there's there's a lot of people that come to my mind as far as fighters. That's what we've seen over the last few years, is that there are fighters in the Republican Party. And I'm sure or I'm hopeful at least that this time around trump will lean on more of those people rather than the swamp approved dc hacks that came in the first time around fingers crossed all right everybody when we come back it's time for Woker joke and then in the last hour we're going back to george santos the biden administration and more
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. It is time for Woker Joke. That means you can call 844-500-4242. Before we get to it, though, I would love to ask the Wizard of Woke. We've been talking a lot today about this cell phone outage that's affecting three carriers in the U.S., but mostly it seems it's affecting AT&T. And that has brought up the topic of landlines, and you scream landline. You just you <laughs> really, you really seem like that would be your thing. Like you would go out of your way to get one. Do you have a landline?
1: No, hmm. I off don't. brand for you. Yeah, it is. It is. I remember the phone number from when I was a kid for our landline, but uh, no. When we were uh, kind of renovating the house that we live in, I buried the landline. Oh wow. Yeah.
2: Was it a ceremony of sorts? No. You didn't wish it well or anything? No. Okay.
0: Didn't mark it with a headset. No. <laughs> no.
1: All right, or everybody. That clear uh, Sports Illustrated football Bashed poem. it into the wall and covered up with a patch of uh, drywall and plastered over it.
2: All right, everyone. Woke or joke goes like this. Taylor's going to read you the headlines. You have to decide, is it woke, as in it's real, or is it a joke? Hit it, Jared.
1: Everything woke turns to s***, Okay. I started a joke <laughs> uh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Pink-haired wokers <laughs> <laughs> The word woke means loser <laughs> And the joke
2: was on me Oh Yes, and Woker Joke is brought to you by Aviva Trattoria. They have so many new locations. They have so many great menu options, and you guys are going to love it there. So check them out. Go to evivatrateria.com to find any of their locations and to get a gift card, because it's the perfect gift for any occasion. Are you ready to go, sir? I'm ready. Okay, without further ado, let's go to Ed, your first up on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Ed? Yes, I am.
1: All right, Ed. Here's your headline: How VR headsets are helping to eradicate racism.
3: Woke.
1: I'm sorry, Ed. It's a joke.
3: By the way, that was a joke. That's not
1: true.
2: Have you ever tried a VR headset?
1: <laughs> I tried one just a few weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Uh, I stopped by a uh, my old job, my old radio station just to say hi to some people. And uh, one of my friends there had a VR headset on hand. He said, Do you want to try it? I said, sure. F- Freaky.
2: Where'd you, where'd you end
1: up? well it was just a, it was just a game it's like a ddr for your... you remember dance dance revolution
2: oh no <laughs> but it this was is what with, you were doing your, at your with, old place of work
1: i was saying hi and he put on the game for me did i didn't you start choose dancing? the game i wasn't dancing i'm would you let me finish sorry, what sorry. does high score mean is that bad did i break it <laughs> you have the the paddles in your hands right and you like you're it's it's kind of like ddr but for drumming Got is it. what i'm getting at like Guitar Hero. Remember that game? Yes. Oh, Rock Band is the thing. So it's basically drumming. You drum side to side when it tells you, and then you drum up. And uh, yeah, it's very... And my son was right next to me. So oh, I didn't wanna, wonderful. I didn't want to hit him. So I didn't didn't go too hard.
2: He's like, stop! <laughs>
1: it's, a, it's weird. And you have no sense of, of where you are. Um, I know there's different headsets where you... I guess Apple has one now where you can see where you're going and you're like... The internet just pops out of nowhere and it is incorporated into your vision. I don't
2: think I would That's like that. Strange. And I think if I was a kid and I saw my parents in one of those headsets, it would scare me. Yeah,
1: I'm not about it. I, I, it was cool, but I'm not not doing that. I saw a- it. And by the way, I grew up in a generation, and you did too, when you were told, don't sit so close to the TV, you'll yeah. ruin your eyes. Now we're literally putting, strapping the television to our faces <laughs> and... In complete (laughs) disobedience of what our parents told us.
2: It's so true. My older brother, Jamie, who sometimes does listen, he would sit so close to the television. It was like, you know when you...
1: Feel the static on your nose. Remember when you turned it on and
2: it would go, boom, that sound? Yeah. He would stand so close to it. And I remember my mom would say, Jamie, step back. Why do you have to be so close? And it was like his eyes were touching the TV. Did you
1: ever run up to the TV after it turned off and just like rub your hair on it to get all the static? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, good times.
2: You know, I saw a video the other day of a woman with one of these VR things on her head. And she was, I don't know what kind of world she was in or if she was, someone was chasing her or something. But she got so scared that she ran into her microwave in her oven and she shattered the glass. I did see that, yeah. And I was like... Where what's happening? Mm-hmm. We're all so stupid.
1: Well they make so many there's so many different things they make for these now. You can buy like in house treadmills that are built specifically for VR and they're like circular treadmills. so it the pad it, it tracks to where it's like you are the mouse and you're standing on a giant mouse pad. It's insane. I don't
2: like it. We've gone too yeah, far. Yeah, we've
1: gone way too far. Now people Elon Musk is putting chips in brains. Did you see that story? I didn't include it in Woker Joke. Neuralink. Yeah, Neuralink. The person that got the chip embedded could control the mouse on the computer with his thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. We've got more headlines here, folks.
2: Mike, you're up next on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Mike?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Mike, here's your headline. International Zoological Commission renames Chinstrap Penguin after accusations of ethnic mockery.
3: That sounds so stupid it's going to be woke.
1: I'm sorry. That, too, is a joke. Ooh,
2: Nice try, Mike. By the
1: way, that was a joke. That's not true. 844-500-4242.
2: 844 4242 You still have time to get on the lines if you want to get a Woker joke from Taylor Cormier. Let's go to Tony. You're next up on The Grace Curley Show. Are you ready for your headline, Tony? I'm
3: ready.
1: All right, Tony, here is your headline. Gen Z is bringing back landline phones.
2: That'd be a joke.
1: Not a joke. That's true. Not a joke, not a joke.
2: There, there was a period of time where they got really cool. Like, do you remember where they had the clear one where you could see the inner workings of the that phone? That was
1: like we were doing all that space age stuff with yeah. the Apple computers. Yeah. I love
2: that. And I also had a donut one. It was shaped. It looked almost like a rotary phone, but it wasn't. The sixties. The sixties and
1: seventies was a cool time for phones. If you ever are in like an antique shop, you'll come across some some weird shapes for phones. Pretty cool stuff.
2: I'm telling you, Taylor, you need to get your hands on one of these.
1: A landline? Absolutely. Why?
2: Because if you don't have one, they're never coming back.
1: I think I still have a hookup in the basement somewhere.
2: I could see it. And then you know what you do? You plan your night around it. You go, I'm going to head downstairs for a couple of minutes. I'm going to make some calls. And you, you call up people you haven't want talked to
1: I not my number listed anywhere that was just for sale and anybody could call it. No, thank you.
0: Now, you have a long Operator, history. Operator, give me Gramercy. One, four, five,
1: <laughs> six... I
0: want to get a new subscription to I'm Sports Illustrated.
2: Jared, you've been around all different types of phones. You were there at the beginning. I have been, been around all
0: different types of was decades. At the beginning, yep.
2: You were there at the beginning. I um, actually
0: recorded Mary Had a Little Lamb on the record.
2: <laughs> what was your favorite landline phone you ever had?
0: Uh, I We we actually really didn't have any like gimmick phones. We just had a regular phone. Yeah, very boring phones. No star, no, star Trek my, phones? My grandfather, no star Trek phones? My
1: grandfather had a steam train phone. The damn thing never worked correctly, but when it would ring, it was a steam whistle. And I so thought did, that was pretty cool. So
2: that made up for it? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it doesn't work, but it's
1: cool. I was five. It was awesome.
2: <laughs> Michael, you're up next on Woker Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Michael?
1: I am ready, and don't forget,
3: the
2: Sports Illustrated sneaker phone.
0: The sneaker phone. Yeah, the sneaker phone, the football phone, Sports Illustrated. Oh, yeah,
1: helmet phones. phones.
2: I'm going to do some research right now and find some cool old phones. Are you ready, Michael? I am.
1: All right, Michael, here's your headline. I taught my dog 15 Harry Potter spells as commands.
3: Like the last call, I'm going to say that. has to be woke because it's so crazy.
1: It is woke. Very good
2: not a joke not a joke these clearly weren't joe biden's dogs
1: no they weren't everybody's always blaming a Beautiful dogs. a talented the dog the only
2: spell they need to learn is stop biting that man <laughs>
1: <laughs> um
2: leviosa
1: this is adriana lee she runs dobby is a free doodle on instagram and tiktok that's a uh, uh, Harry Potter reference. Every now and then that sentence fits. <laughs> <laughs> she says she's taught her three year old dog to respond to Harry Potter spells as commands. Uh in the fifty-one second clip posted this month, Lee reveals the fifteen Harry Potter spells her pooch comprehends. Um I'm not
2: uh You're not a Harry Potter guy, are no, you?
1: No, I'm not. So this is it's fine to like things. I don't mind people liking things.
2: We're glad we have your permission on that. And
1: you can take your fandom to a certain place, but there's a line you cross. I don't know if Adriana has crossed that line, (laughs) but she's, I mean, she's using... She's inching towards it. She's using made-up Latin as dog commands.
2: Well, that's a crazy thing, not only about Harry Potter, but about Game of Thrones. Like, you watch Game of Thrones, it's an entire language a made up language just for this book slash TV series
1: Game of Thrones is one of the worst fandoms they're just so so obnoxious
2: what about Swifties
1: I can't fault you for liking an artist like somebody that's actually producing consumable material that you can listen to every single day you know,
0: well
2: that's your bias because you love music
1: we should I love a- I love series too
2: we do a- I love
1: the Sopranos
2: we should do a March Madness. I'm not walking
1: around telling my cat to sit, and when I say "forget about it" or "gabagool,"
2: mm, are you though? Can we get your wife to confirm that?
1: <laughs> don't don't talk
2: to. Her um, about that. I-, I want to ask something though. You know what would be cool, it, actually going off what you just said, is to do like a March Madness style bracket of all the different fandoms. Because you're right
0: gabagool. now. Over here.
2: It seems like our generation and maybe the generation below us, they're obsessed with and it probably is a lack of, you know, family life or religion or something, but they're obsessed with these pop culture moments. Mm -hmm. And it would be interesting to see which group reigns supreme as the most obnoxious.
1: I put Game of Thrones in the final four.
2: In the final four. okay, we'll do some. We'll we'll figure it out offline here. Uh, Leslie, you're up next on The Grace Curley Show. Are you ready for your headline, Leslie? Yes,
1: I am. Thank you. Hi, Grace. Hi. Hello, Leslie. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much, <laughs> Leslie. Here is your headline: New York City Council in talks to levy carb tax. Pizzaiolos and bagel shops respond. That's woke. I'm sorry, Leslie. Maybe if you had said hi to me initially, you would have won. But that is a joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, By the Leslie. Way, that was
3: a joke that's not
1: true
2: they are put they have been floating and we talked about it on the show floating a uh what's it called a congestion tax yeah. in massachusetts to make people driving into boston cover charge yeah yeah what do you think about that
1: no it's oh, ridiculous
2: it's like we were talking the other day about parking
1: right exactly you're
2: punishing people who are trying to bring in business you're punishing people who are trying to do the right thing I don't
1: have time to tell my parking story
2: no that's for another day
1: yeah. oh vulture They're very akin to the train story
2: <laughs> vulture did do um a list of the worst oh they did a bracket style thing harry, oh, nice. harry potter's on there look at this game of thrones is on there um let's see bts
1: bts
2: that's that band
1: back to school i think
2: it's a korean band pop band
1: oh, K- K-pop. oh yeah they were at the white house that's i've never run know. into oh i've never run into any fans of korean pop
2: beyonce taylor swift the kardashians
1: okay kardashians a little bit
2: friends the show
1: friends is my winner the friends fans are the friendliest worst i hate friends fans
2: really I love Friends. I watched it during my maternity. Grace, ways. I'm just, so
1: close to making Jared use the dump button.
2: I just use. I just finished it the other day, and I Could shed a tear. Oh adulation. my god! I did. I shed a tear because the- Grace.
1: It is like the <laughs> I got un- funniest I got thing ever.
2: It's not that funny, but it's it's feel good. It's 90s nostalgia. It's like there's just something about it. They're it's- also. They're also good looking. It's not even
1: chewing gum for your eyes. It's it's like uh, fruit stripes for your eyes. It's it's awful. It, but it's, once you
2: get to know the characters, like Ross, he's such a lovable nut. Like, oh. You know what I mean? You just you really start to figure out.
1: Their you stories. can see the punchlines coming from a mile away.
2: Yeah. The I'm not plots disagreeing go, no. with you.
1: The episodes are literally named the one where Ross hits. A monkey or something. It's yeah. literally entitled The One Where and would, it's so stupid. My sister He would never hit Mark quotes up. friends like as inside we're having an actual conversation. <laughs> She'll take a pause, turn to her husband, and make a friends reference out of something I said that was completely serious and unrelated to the conversation, and I just walk away because if you're gonna be that juvenile with your fandom and incorporate it into your everyday life, I don't wanna talk to you.
2: You're you know what? You're very Ross. Your whole energy is
1: very Ross. Thanks for playing Woker Joke, everybody. (laughs) We'll see you next week.
2: Wait, can I ask you something? Uh, No, you'll
1: excuse me. I'm going to ride this rigatoni into the sky. (laughs) Wait,
2: I have a question, though. Your sister. Yeah. Is it possible that the level of fandom, like, I watch the show as a comfort... Wait, hold on. Grace, well, let me it's finish a screensaver. Th- Listen,
1: they have the whole finish. DVD thing, and it's just playing 24-7 in their house. They're not even watching it. It's a friggin' screensaver with audio.
2: Who's more unhinged right now? The the fan of Friends or the enemy That was not
1: the question.
2: I know, but let me explain myself. All I'm saying is, if I like a show and watch it, I'm on my journey leave... I don't know. I know you know this, oh, Taylor. She threw
1: in the maternity leave thing I in threw there. it in because I'm Playing, not the, it. playing the baby. <laughs> She's playing the baby card.
2: No. It because it's relevant to the conversation, it's pertinent to the facts. I get that the it's a
1: mindless is, show. You don't really in, have to pay attention. And to And at three it. in
2: the morning when you wake up, I don't. I love you know. I love true crime. I'm not watching true crime at three in the morning. Talk no. about depressing and scary. Mm-hmm. So I would turn on Friends. But isn't there a difference between someone who enjoys something, doesn't talk about it every day, doesn't f- foist it onto others, but, but also Grace, just that's enjoys not, it? We're,
1: we're not talking about. We're talking about extreme fandoms. Yes. So I'm
2: just not an extreme fan, but I'm a fan. Is that fair?
1: That's. It's fair to be a fan. I'm still gonna judge you for okay, it. Okay, that's just the not I as know. harshly because you're not incorporating it into your
2: everyday life. I'll try. I'll try here from here on out, everyone.
1: Lobsters are not monogamous.
2: When we come back we have a lot to get to there's still so much sound so many stories to hit so don't go anywhere we're going to talk about the border crisis and biden's sudden turnabout on that so please stay with us oh and i also want to take a trip down memory lane not just with james biden but with his family with his kids we'll be right back we'll talk more on the other side
1: the grace Curley show will be right back This is The Grace Curley Show.
2: Today's poll question is brought to you by the Nosset Beach Inn. Right now, you can stay at the Nosset Beach Inn for under $200 this winter. To reserve your pet-friendly ocean view room, go to NossetBeachInn.com. That's NossetBeachInn.com. Our poll question today has to do with the major AT&T outage. I know there were other uh, carriers affected Verizon and uh, T-Mobile, but for the most part, they think it was AT&T, and then a lot of other people who are complaining were actually just trying to contact someone who has AT&T, so that's where their issues, for the most part, I think were coming from. And that brings us to our poll question, because, Jared, last time I checked, we still don't have an answer explaining what happened here.
0: We do not, and today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurleyshow.com, is do you think the massive cellular outage is a cyber attack?
2: Yes. Yes, I do. And and it's making me think that a lot of these mysteries over the last couple of years have been cyber
0: attacks. 72% of the audience agrees with you, yes.
2: 28%
0: think it was not.
2: And here's another question you could ask. Will we ever know what actually happened with the AT&T outage? My answer to that would be 100%. No, we will not. We'll be right back. we got a lot more on The Grace Curley Show.